I watched this guy with his dog run past me up this hill that I've run many times since then. And he ran up this hill with this spring in his legs. And I just went, I want to do that. Dizwins Radio, episode 954, starts in three, two, Welcome back to Diz Runs Radio, where I talk with runners from all corners of the running world about running, life, and everything in between. I'm your host, Denny Cray, and it's just about time to head out the door for an easy run and a great conversation. So if you're ready, then I'm ready. Let's get started. Hey guys, uh, real quick before we dive into today's episode of the show, today's episode is brought to you by the folks over at Head Sweats who make uh, make hats. They make a lot of hats. They also make some other stuff, some shirts and some tights and some things like that. Uh, but but for me, the hats are uh, are their bread and butter. I don't know. Maybe maybe they're not quite. I, I think they are. I mean, I feel like with the title Head Sweats, the name of the company, um, that that you know the stuff that goes on your head, kind of the, the bread and butter. Whether it's hat, visor, um, something to go under your bike helmet. Uh, whatever they got, they got all the things and uh, we've got a discount for you. If you could use a new hat this summer, you know, even, even more of a maxing and relaxing kind of hat. They got some of those too. Uh, just kind of, you know, something while you're laying out at the, uh, at the pool or by the beach or whatever the case might be. You need a little, need a little shade for your eyes, a little, uh, keep the sun off your face. Uh, head sweats has got you covered. Uh, and if you go through the link, disruns.com slash head sweats, disruns.com slash head sweats. Uh, that's the affiliate link, which doesn't cost you anymore, but it gives me a couple of shekels. Uh, if you end up making a purchase and if you do end up making a purchase, make sure you use the code disruns 40. That's disruns four zero disruns 40 at checkout save yourself a cool 40 percent on anything you get whether it's a sale item a clearance item regular price item whatever it is 40 percent off of anything and everything that goes in your cart um which is not nothing which is officially better than nothing so check out disruns.com slash head sweats get yourself a hat or something else uh, and make sure you save forty percent with the code Dizruns forty Dizruns four zero at checkout. And now, without any further ado, let's go ahead and dive in to today's episode of the show. Hey guys, uh, today's guest is someone that, that honestly I don't really know that much about, other than the fact that uh, he's a runner and has done a done a bit of personal training in his day. Uh, so as far as I'm concerned, that's more than enough information to get us started. And uh, you know, then at that point, we'll just kind of see where it takes us and, and trust that it'll be a, a good conversation along the way. So like I said, who exactly knows where we're going to end up? I sure don't, but uh, we'll get the party started and see where it takes us and officially welcome Mr. Jeff Yannarell to the show. So uh, thanks for joining us today, Jeff. Really appreciate it. Denny, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, no, no real uh, website, social media, things like that to, uh, to, to connect with Jeff for today. But if you want, you can shoot Jeff an email at theyfactorllc.com. That's all one word, the letter Y, factorllc at gmail.com. Uh, of course, we'll have things linked up in the show notes. Anything that we talk about today that makes sense to link up in the show notes at uh, disruns.com slash 954. Disruns.com slash 954. Back to the show notes today for links, photos, the whole, the whole nine as per usual. So, uh, Jeff, the way we always start off the show and start off the conversation is with uh, what was designed originally to be a real simple question. And and quite frankly, it's a real simple question on on paper. Uh, Sometimes it's a difficult one to answer because there's a lot of good options out there. But in any event, it's a good way to start the conversation. And like I said, we'll just kind of see where it takes us from there. And that's to simply ask, what is your favorite distance to race and why? And I'm going to tell you, you just pretty much 
said what my problem was. I have been thinking about this for two <laughs> days. <laughs> and I woke up last night and I'm like, you know what? Uh, my favorite race to run is really not even a race. It's simply anything on a trail between maybe about a mile and a half to 10 miles. Okay. That is it for me. What, what is it about the trails that you, uh, you enjoy so much? You know what? Just connecting. I, I really think it helps ground me mm-hmm. personally. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just being out there in, uh, let's call it wilderness, because there's a couple places I get to where I'm like, you know what? I'm a little nervous right now. <laughs> but, you know, that, that heightens that awareness in you. And that's really why I love running a trail. The awareness of actually what you're doing in your surround, what's surrounding you mm-hmm. is just right there. And you're so present when you're doing it. Yeah, that's, that's I think, something that um, that I've certainly learned. And I think a lot of folks that are predominantly roadrunners learn when they get out on the trail is just how much of a, uh, how much more focused you have to be. You know, when you're running on the roads, you can kind of set it and forget it, put it on cruise control a little bit and just kind of cruise. But if you do that out on the trail, you're going to, you're going to be going down before, before it's all said and done. Yeah. You're going to be picking leaves off your shirt. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how'd, you'd how'd be you get... wiping a couple blood drops. Yeah. No, no kidding. Hopefully, hopefully that's all that happens. It, it, Lord knows we've heard stories or like, you know, most of us have probably heard stories from trail runners that have had, you know, left more than, uh, a couple drops of blood and, and some, some skin knees out on a trail by, uh, you know, clipping, you clipping that rock, clipping that root, uh, with the toe. And, and there you go. It's all, uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully not, not too bad, but, uh, how'd you get started with, uh, with running Jeff? Is it something that's been a long time part of your life more recently? How'd you uh, get started in the sport? You know what? I've been an athlete my whole life. And when I was younger in high school, we started, I was a pitcher in high school mm-hmm. and, you know, played other positions obviously, but it was mandatory to run. It was the old, if you've ever seen the movie Miracle, where they the legs feed the wolf. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? That's We ran and we ran and we hated it, and I couldn't stand it. Actually, my sister was in track. So every once in a while, we'd go off for a run, and she ran cross-country. And I, I, I liked running in the woods with her, but just obviously not for, what was it, 3.1? They ran mm-hmm. a 5K. So... I really didn't like the distance in the woods, but I liked running in the woods. It reminded me of being a kid. So ever since I was probably about 16, I've been running, but it didn't actually become very pleasurable to me <laughs> until I would say I would, man, late, mid to late 20s. Okay. okay. Where I really started enjoying running for the the sport of it. Gotcha. Was, was it a... Was there a moment that it clicked or was it more of a slow burn where it kind of, because for me, it's certainly, and I've, I've told the story before, so I won't, I won't bore everybody with the details, but it was definitely like a slow burn. It was, uh, this is terrible. I hate it, but it's, it's healthy and it's good for me. And then it was, eh, yeah, it's not the worst thing in the world and eh, it's okay. And then it's, you know, now I'm way over on the other end of the spectrum where it's like, oh yeah, like, like got to do it, need it, love it. Um, how was that transition from hate it to love it for you? Same exact. I mean, I, it, it, it's exactly what happened with me. It was definitely a slow burn. Mm-hmm. It was, I knew this was good for me. I know what's good. I know what's good. Just do it. Run here, run there. You know, my programming was all over the place. Obviously when I was younger, it was like, go, oh, let me just go out and do this three days a week or four days a week, just because I have to, because it keeps me healthy and I feel good. And you know, you're all of a sudden you 
I'll, I'll tell you what, actually, when it really, when, when running became like something that I was passionate about, I had run two marathons. I had run countless half marathons and other races, but I ran, it was called the Muddy Paws Run mm. in the Cuyahoga Valley National Park down here and right a, right a little north of Akron. And you got to run with your dog. I don't have a dog, but there were dogs walking past me and I was dying on these trails. So it was a trail race. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it was, we were training for our first marathon actually. And, and they're like, Oh, it's, it's going to feel it's 10 miles, but it's going to feel like 18. And I'm like, whatever, come on, we're running through the woods. I mean, you know, no respect at all. And you know, when you disrespect something like that, man, it just comes up mm-hmm. and just backhands you across the face and takes you to a knee. And I watched this guy, with his dog run past me up this hill that I've run many times since then. And he ran up this hill with this spring in his legs. And I just went, I want to do that. And that was probably about eight years ago that that happened. And uh, last year we were just doing this trail series and in the same areas. And I ran past, you know, a, a, a couple of other runners who were walking up this really steep hill and I mean, I was cruising up the hill and I could hear them say, how is he doing that? And right when that happened, so it took me about eight years before I actually heard somebody say kind of the way I felt when that guy passed me. And I got a smile on my face. I almost got a tear in my eye, actually, because I was like, I did it. Right. I felt like, uh, oh, good Lord, what's Chevy Chase in Christmas Vacation at the end of the movie when mm. he was like, I did it. Right. That's exactly why I felt. I'm like, I made it. I got, I made a goal. Yeah. That's, that's one of my big goals. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, you know, something that I think is, is, I don't know if it's super common, relatively common. I would think in, in the sport of running where, you know, you set that goal, you set that target, whether it's a time goal, a distance goal, or a goal is as seemingly simple as running up a hill and look, making it look effortless. Um, and it takes, oftentimes, you know, years and years and years to, to get there. Um, but that, that delayed gratification, like, yeah, it's, it's definitely special when, when you hit it and, and for you, for your goal uh, of, of running up that, that hill, um, I can imagine, you know, the, the emotions of, of having that external validation of, of hearing them say like, wow, how is he doing that? Like that had to be pretty special. No, it was fantastic. And the other thing was, I don't even know how I heard them talking, but it's that awareness, <laughs> right. that heightened awareness. My hearing was like, you know, when you, you're just worried about it. Look, I know there's no mountain lions in Ohio, but you never know. Mm-hmm. We could bump into one one day. <laughs> I mean, I actually carry a knife with me when I run, just in case something happens. Right. Like right. we've all seen the movie 128 Hours where the guy that cut his own arm off. And you know what? I'm making sure the knife is really sharp that I take with me. <laughs> yeah. Again, speaking of, of falling on the trail, I hope it never gets to that point. Hope, hope, hope that whatever, exactly. whatever adventures don't require leaving, you know, it's one thing to leave a few drops of blood or some skin or something like that, but let's try not to leave any, any appendages uh, behind as, as we're out and going. Um, you know, kind of going back, if, if, uh, if we might for a minute, uh, to, to some of those, sure. that, that slow burn process that we kind of talked about. Um, and, and this is a question that I've, I've kind of, I don't know if I've ever answered it, but kind of wrestled with it with myself sometimes as far as like, why stick, why stick with running? You know, when you're in that, that phase where like, yes, you know, it's healthy and, and, 
um, you know, it's, it's quote unquote good for you. Like, you know, for lack of a better way of saying it, there's a lot of things that are healthy, a lot of things that are, that are good for you. Um, you know, and I, I like, again, I kind of wonder sometimes why I didn't try to dabble with cycling or dabble with, you know, more strength training and, and maybe bodybuilding, something like that, or, or, or whatever, you know, other types of activities and, 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 uh, exercises that are out there. Any idea why, you, why you stuck with, with running when, uh, when it was kind of not exactly a thing that you enjoyed, but knew it was healthy for you? It, it, for me, it was definitely the way I felt when I was done. Mm. I mean, that was it. I mean, I actually used to go out and run two and a half miles before my friends and I would go out. Just because it gave you that, you know, those that endorphin high, you were like, yes, I'm ready to go. You know, you look good. The blood flows there. Mm. That's actually why I stuck with it. And I'm a little OCD. So I'm like, no, I must do this. <laughs> so, I mean, for me, that feeling, though, after that, that just energy boost, I, I just don't get it. Even from lifting, you may get a little bit of an energy boost, but you also get that kind of fatigue from like carrying a load. Which I like, but not nearly as much as I like when I, when I run. And when you were talking about cycling, actually, I tried, I mean, I have a bike, you know, I Mm -hmm. go out there once in a while, but it just doesn't give me the same connection with my body that I'm looking for. Yeah, I I totally agree. And I'm I'm certainly there, you know, clearly at this point where like, yeah, you know, I'll mix in a little bit of cross train. I'll get in the bike once in a while or get in the pool once in a while, but um, it's just, it's just not the same. And, and I don't know that I have a better way to put it into words, but it's just, it's just not. And so, you know, good Lord willing, we'll, we'll, I'll keep running until, uh, until they put me in the ground and, and that'll be, that'll be my thing from, from here until the end. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. <laughs> that's, that's exactly the way I feel too. So, uh, and you know, oh, sorry. No, go no, ahead, go ahead, go Jeff. Ahead. Go ahead. Uh, you know, I was just going to say, I think, you know, being a personal trainer, slash health coach, I, I, the one thing that I stumble upon more than anything is a disconnect from how we feel. And, you know, I, I train, you know, a couple of PGA pros with golf and that's a whole nother story. But the one, t- the, one of my clients, he actually always says to me, Jack McKilvey, I'm throwing your name out there, big guy, just in case, <laughs> <laughs> if, if he wants to listen. And great guy, but he always talks about with your golf swing, I'll feel isn't real. But I always say, but feel does mean something. We just have to understand what it means. And I just find that with even with running, when you make a program out for yourself, I always kind of chuckle when I, you know, do a little periodization for somebody for, you know, a half marathon or 5K or 10K or any race mm-hmm. or marathon. And I chuckle to myself and I, I look at the paper with all the numbers and the days and I just look on there. And I'm like, there's no, there's no box for kind of subjective feel in there. And I think that is a big mistake that people don't take into consideration when they start a program like that. How am I going to feel? Should I track how I feel? Right. So I, I don't know. You want to talk about tangents? I actually didn't even know where I was going with that one. <laughs> no, I, I, I like it. I feel, we were talking about feel so much. Yeah. I, I appreciate you bringing that up because I think that's something that, um, that, that might be, might be fun to dive into a little bit because, um, uh, you're right. And, and I, I, I coach runners, you know, and, and it's, it's one of those things where, um, there's some folks who are, are seem to be pretty well dialed into to their body, to how they're feeling, 
um, and, and kind of noting that and, and adjusting sometimes their workouts or shifting a day off or whatever based on on what their, their body seems to be telling them or at least what they think their body's telling them. And then there's there's some folks who it's like, you know, it's Thursday and Thursday is, you know, X number of miles or X workout or whatever it is. And no matter what, mind over matter, I'm gonna, I'm going to get it done, and and it's it's an interesting thought of of and maybe something that that I should incorporate more of, of including in there like you know if you feel X do Y if you don't feel X don't do Y type of thing, uh, but but from a personal training standpoint from a from a coaching perspective from a health you know any any of those types of whichever kind of angle you want to come at that from. Um, I, I, I don't know that I have a specific question, but this is, here we go. We're tangenting, right? We're just, we're just seeing where this takes us. Love it. Um, Let's do it. You know, how, how, how important, like, I guess, you know, it, it's a fine line between like making an excuse for yourself of like, I don't really want to, I'm a little bit tired, kind of, you know, quote unquote, being lazy versus I really shouldn't go out and train or go out and lift or go out and run or, or whatever is on the schedule for that day because my body's fatigued because I'm fighting some type of illness because you know, whatever, you know, the, my stress levels have been too high, whatever the case might be. How do you, how do you maybe for yourself and then maybe even also, how do you, you know, with the people that you're working with help to, to figure out which side of that line that you're on, on any given day? Yeah, that is, to be honest with you, that is kind of, the basis of my my whole business i mean that is basically part of my mission statement which is it is about you i want you to be able to understand your body that's that really is the key and you're talking about something that is a goal for every single person that i've ever trained with is to have that awareness, Denny, to be what you were just saying about if I feel X, I'm I'm gonna do Y. And man, if if I'm not feeling that, I'm gonna do A, B, C, D. There, you're so advanced and you're so connected to the way you feel that you actually have an understanding of what all those things mean. And I think that is the ultimate goal for anyone, whether they're a runner, a lifter. Whatever direction you want to go or whatever goal you have, I think that is the biggest decision you could make in a day when you're about to do a workout is, is this the right thing for me? Mm-hmm. It, is this? Like, why am I doing this? And, you know, I, I did not tell you this. My, the name of my business is actually the Y Factor. My last name starts with a Y. But that is a common question that I ask people every Every time I sit down with them and do a con, cons, I do a little consult with them, mm-hmm. or we're just having a conversation. Is what? Why? Why do you do what you do? Why? Well, why do you lift the way you lift? Why do you? Why do you run eight eight times a week? Why are you doing two runs in one day? Right. Well, why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? And I'm. It, it's trying to get that awareness to somebody. And I really think that's, I keep saying awareness and that's what I mean. It really is developing that awareness in your life. Yeah. And, and wouldn't it be nice if there was an easy, you know, black and white, check this box, check that box, like uh, oh, situation to, to figure out like, Hey, this is what I'm feeling today. Um, but it's, it, it's, it feels to me, but again, both personally and professionally, 
Like it's it's such a moving target that it's just when you think you've got it figured out, some variable changes, and then back to the drawing board. That's the best part about life, right? <laughs> it's true. <laughs> you've trained five months for a race, and you wake up that morning, and you just don't feel quite right. Mm-hmm. And you're like, you got to be kidding me. And it's, how do I get myself into that position? But from an awareness standpoint, if you're aware during your whole training protocol, which is kind of that subjective box every day, could can you actually – you know, change or dial in the way you should try to perform what you're about to do. If you have, if you felt this way, you felt that way, or there's a tweak here or something there. How, how do you handle that? Do you change the way you run? Do you change your approach? Do you start off slow and move into it? Do you start off hard? You know, yeah, I mean, there's so many variables in it, but it's that understanding that I, that I love the most about it. Yeah, and uh, again, if if we had if we had an easy an easy answer, we'd we'd you know we'd be millionaires, right? Because it'd be it'd be a formula that you could that you could sell. Um, how do you, where do you stand on? And I think maybe you kind of were at least hinting at at least one o- option. I mean, it's you know there's there's no one size fits all on anything, but you know, the idea of of kind of um, you know I've heard it for for runners before of like you know don't trust the first mile, like get out there, get get into that first mile or so, and kind of see how your body feels. And I feel like from the the, the gym perspective, the weightlifting perspective, it's like, get there and do your warm up and, and kind of see how you feel. Like, is that, is that something that, that you're, you're, you know, I guess, where do you just stand on, on that kind of idea of, you know, like actually see if your body is aligned with what maybe your mind is telling you it when you're not really feeling a workout on that day? Yeah. Uh, it, now if you're, it depends on, right. let, let's say when you're talking about like, if I'm going to do the workout or not, I mean, if you're in that position, I'm a person that always is, I always try to err on the side of, you know, uh, safety. Mm-hmm. If you're really in that spot where you're like, man, I don't know if I should work out or not. There. I don't know if I should do this run. I'm a little to me. That to me, it's always, hey, you know what? Go for a nice light walk, mm-hmm. stretch it out, change it up. But if you're kind of in the position of how am I feeling today? So I'm a big golfer, so. You never know what's going to happen until you hit that range. You could go out there. You could be hitting a nice little, you know, right to left shot or a cut. I'm a right-hander or mm-hmm. you get a little draw. You got to kind of find out. That's why I think a warm-up is crucial. Now, on a personal note, I wouldn't say that I warm up all the time. I would say I warm <laughs> up probably about 25. All right, I'm 25% is a high number for me to actually go through a mm-hmm. solid warm-up when I'm feeling really good. But – I mean, I'm very good at kind of figuring out how I feel in that first like half mile, let's say a quarter of a mile to a half mile. I can kind of judge like how my body feels because I'm really in tune to that. But for most people, they're not there. I mean, I'm sure you're there where you know where you're at. Like I mean, you run the first like you take two steps and you're mm-hmm. like, what was that? How? What, what was that feeling? Right. Why do I feel like I'm a little off? I'm, what's going on here? And you know, do I think a warm up is uh, crucial? Yeah, I do. If you just have a nice base warm up, I mean, I have a base warm up I do every morning. So when I mean every morning, I mean 80% of mornings. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we can only try, right? Right. There's no perfection. There, yeah. There is there's, no perfection. There's definitely not. I, I, I'm. 
probably the same way if I'm if I'm you know going to be brutally honest as far as like yeah I, I do this you know this routine before every run but like has there been a, a run or few along the way that that I haven't of course you know and and it's uh, that's yeah. that's where hopefully at least for me it's like hey you know if I'm doing it most of the time then that's going to help paper over that once in a while when I when I don't uh, and and still be all right but I I will say this you know along the lines of kind of feeling it and kind of knowing pretty quickly kind of what's going on and how the body's feeling. Um, the days that I skip the warm up, it's, it's a little bit harder to figure out. It takes a little bit longer into the run to kind of figure out how everything's feeling, how everything's going. Uh, but on those days when I do my, my, you know, my, my jumping jacks and my lunges and my, my leg swings and kind of get the, get the blood pumping a little bit before I head out the door. I mean, that's when you're right. Like it is a matter of a, a couple of driveways and I got it figured out as opposed to, you know, a half a mile or a three quarters of a mile or something like that. Exactly. I, I love how you kind of slipped your warm up in there a little bit. <laughs> See, you're doing, hey, you're doing jumping jacks. I'm going to tell you something right now. The jumping jack has gotten just thrown by the wayside, you know, for a, a warm up, any kind of aerobic exercise or calisthenic. I mean, you are abducting your legs and your arms from your body, from your midline. I mean, how, I mean, for a runner, I don't think people realize how much we move laterally when we run right. or you're trying to stabilize yourself for moving laterally. I love that you do jumping jacks beforehand. Thank you for telling me that. Oh, I'm not yeah. even going to ask how old you are. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently I'm old enough that, that I know, I know what jumping jacks are, but, uh, exactly. but, but yeah, it's, it's one of those where in the, you know, talk, speaking about jumping jacks as well, uh, talk about an exercise that you're like, oh yeah, that's nothing. Well, yeah, try to do two minutes worth of jumping jacks. Like I can't do, I, I don't know that I could do two minutes. Like two minutes worth of jumping jacks is a is a workout right there in and of itself. Oh my god, I know. <laughs> I mean, you want to have a you want to have a good laugh. Take somebody that's, let's say they're they're not too conditioned, so they're not mm. too aerobically sound, but they're enough where it you know a jumping jack isn't gonna you know put them on the ground. They're not gonna you know have any kind of issues with it. And have them do 15 and no problem. And then the next time you come around, have them do, you know, 25 to 40. And you watch the coordination mm -hmm. just fall apart. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't think people realize how, how coordinated you have to be to do a jumping jack. I laugh every time. Oh, yeah. I laugh, especially with older people. I'm like, like you know, like somebody, you know, like in their – I don't want to say older. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say like don't paint yourself 50. in a corner. Be careful. Be careful. I know. <laughs> I'm getting close, man. So I got to be careful with that. But it, it's funny if they haven't done it or jump rope. There's another mm -hmm. one. Jumping rope. Good lord. You want to you want to get yourself panting in about ten seconds? Jump rope a little oh, bit. Yeah. And, and God forbid you put like a two pound weight on that sucker or get mm -hmm. a little weighted one. Oh my god. I yeah. still am stunned every time I do it. I'm like, wow. Oh yeah. I can remember, uh, it wasn't super long ago, but it wasn't, it was maybe a handful of years ago, two, three, four years ago, something like that. I was like, you know, uh, trying to mix in a little more cross training or a little bit of just something else. I was like, I'll just go jump rope for like, you know, 10 minutes, right? Like, like I can run a marathon. How hard can it be to jump rope for 10 minutes? Like, <laughs> let me tell you, it, it's, it's, uh, it was about three minutes and I was like, all right, that's, that is enough of that workout for today. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do for the <laughs> seven minutes, but it ain't going to be jumping rope. I can promise you that. And that's, uh, I can't believe you made it three minutes. I mean, I'm impressed. three minutes was probably <laughs> generous and there was probably like, like it was probably decent for a minute. And then those last couple minutes were a lot of like, 
feet aren't getting off the ground, stop and start and stop and start and catch <laughs> my breath. Tripping, yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh, anyway. Um, well, while we're kind of, I guess, on the subject of various other, other workouts and other things like that, maybe, maybe get a little more focused on some strength training aspects and, and kind of tap into some of your personal training experience, Jeff, because, uh, certainly something that I've talked about multiple times. Uh, and, and I like to think I'm pretty good at, this is one area, at least I like to think I'm pretty good at following my own advice could always be better, but you know, kind of like you, like all the time, meaning like 75, 80%, like I, I'm probably in that category, strength training and you know, as, as runners, I think that a lot of us, and I'm, I'm guilty of this too. It's like, Hey, I, I like running. I want to run, uh, you know, talking to about what you said earlier, I feel better after a run, like, like all the benefits of running that just for whatever reason for us, doesn't, you know, us as a running community, don't quite tick the box when we do something else. Um, that said, I believe that strength training, um, is pretty important piece of the puzzle to staying healthy, to seeing progress as runners moving towards our goals, et cetera. Um, where do you stand on, on the old strength training for runners and how valuable it may or may not be? Very, it, it, it's extremely valuable. Now, that being said, what type of strength, strength training are we, you know, getting involved with? Mm. That is probably my biggest pet peeve. I, I will see, I'm, I am a huge mobility guy. And now when I mean mobility, I'm not talking about, I do mix yoga a lot into all my routines, but into a strength routine. I will superset yoga positions into a strength workout. And I, I just think that we are so caught up these days about load. Like, you know, look, I mean, do I think that we need loads? Sure, sure we need loads. But I, I got to tell you, I probably see... 90% of people training like they're about to do a bodybuilding competition. And I would say that 0% of them are bodybuilders. Right. And I just, I just can't seem to like, I just comprehend where they're getting this from or how they decided that that was the way that they wanted to take care of their body. And, you know, I'll see guys doing this guys, men and women doing this stuff that are in their like thirties and forties and fifties even. And I'm going, how is your, there's no way. And sure enough, they're on and off in the gym mm -hmm. because I mean, I'm sure they're the old shoulder, a hip knee. And, I mean, these things are just breaking down with these like 80% plus loads that they're lifting like three, four days a week, mm -hmm. hell six days a week. Right. And I'm going, that's just not, especially if you're a runner, you are already doing something that is completely breaking your body down. Mm -hmm. You need to supplement it with something that's actually going to be beneficial for what you're doing. And that's where a lot of mobility and strength work come in. And, you know, I'm a big strength through movement. I do not think that you get strength from load. I mean, you do. Right. But I'm more of move through a range of motion. It is going to benefit your life better. And you can tweak it to supplement whatever part of your life you want it to. So like golf, running, just if you wanted to lift a little bit more, mm -hmm. you can program that kind of stuff in there. But I just think people are so used to, 
Matter of fact, I just got off the phone with my sister an hour before this just to go on a tangent here. And she's my age, obviously, and I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> but uh, and she's like, oh, I got to get back into working out. And I'm like, sure, I'll write something up for you. Just let me know. Like, well, I'm going to pull some old track workouts from high school out. And I'm going, are you kidding me right now? You haven't done anything in like a year. And you're going to pull an old track workout mm-hmm. uh, where – they basically wrote the not I'm not ragging on coaches in high school, but you pretty much got an open template for what you're doing because the odds of you hurting a high school kid right. are slim to none because they are so resilient and their bodies are so strong. You can do whatever you want to do with these kids and you're going to see some positive gain from them. But I just thought it was funny. I hear that a lot. Like, yeah, when I was in college or when I was in high school, mm-hmm. I worked out this way. And I'm like, guess what? It's been a long time since you've been in college. Right, right. <laughs> high, high school, probably 35 years. Uh-huh. And you're going to work out like you did in high school? Okay. Yeah, probably. But, check, check back in in a week and see how you're, see how you're doing, how, that, how that's going for you. See, I bet you 20 bucks you bagged your programming. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. So I, I, I'm curious to dive in maybe a little bit more and, and hear a little bit more details. And, and you know, here's where all the disclaimers come out, right? This is, this is kind of a generic question. This isn't specific to any, like, like specific workouts or specific program design is obviously going to vary from one person to the next. And, and sure. And, but there is a base though. Right. Right. And I'd love to, to yeah. kind of get at some of that kind of general ideas or general base type of, of exercises that, you know, you would kind of tend to recommend for, for yourself, for myself, for, for anybody who's a runner who, who running is our, our primary thing. And I think that we want to do things that we, you know, have running goals that we want to, to reach and, and, and hopefully surpass even, but what, from a strength training perspective, from a resistance training, um, what are some of those things that, that again, broad brush, but, but tend to be things that, that runners would benefit from? Yeah, I definitely. So the way I, the way I look at the body is shoulder girdle, hip girdle, core, and everything else kind mm. of follows around that frame. So I have a lot of base exercises that a lot of people would consider yoga poses or positions that you would see in yoga, but it's basic movements in the hip, shoulder, girdle, and core. And I like to warm each area up accordingly every time I work out and we'll build from there. So you're talking about something that a runner would benefit from any lateral movement. So we're talking if let's say you have somebody that is in great shape like yourself, I can start to move into after I would do an assessment on you, make sure you were, you could handle what we were about to do, but we could perfect things like hip loading, squatting in quotes. I call it a hip load. Other people call them squats. You can call them whatever you want. Learning how to function with that hip. Then we can take it a little step further and we can move into lunging and you can go through your whole multi-plane lunge, reverse lunge, side lunge, front lunge okay and we can add those in and build off that by itself what you don't realize and i said this earlier when you're running is how much lateral stabilization and strength you need so that's why i love the multi-plane lunge you can stand any exercise you're going to do with your upper body don't get me wrong we can still you could still lay down on a flat bench and you could sit down on a lat pull bar i just wouldn't do it that often I'd program that in for a few weeks to build up some strength in the back and chest if we were programming that direction. Mm -hmm. But I'm mainly going to have you on your feet 
I'm going to have you on a stability ball. When we're pressing, I'm going to probably be using some kind of band or dumbbell to do what we need to do if we're going to put a load on it. Same goes if you're doing a pull move. I'm going to have you on your feet stabilizing. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the tweaking, actually, you could train someone that's 75 and wants to work on their balance the same way that you can take those same exercises, the same base exercises, but progress them for somebody that's a high-level runner. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can literally do start off with the same base, but just kind of, you know, transformation in the programming to suit the person you're with but that base knowledge of working on the frontal plane working on the sagittal plane and working on the transverse plane which a lot of people don't realize Mm -hmm. that when we run there is twisting going on in there especially through the core you are feeling that twist and if you broke it down your exercises thinking about these planes you would understand how to water a program down for somebody that is doesn't that's not very proficient on those planes, or somebody that's very proficient on those planes. Now I can start to do some explosive movements and actually start to create some explosiveness in each one of your steps or some explosiveness in your upper body. And I think a lot of people kind of they want to overcomplicate it with a bunch of BS. Mm-hmm. And I think it's very simple. I look, like I said, upper body, lower body core and shoulder girdle, hip girdle core. And we just build around that for whatever you want. And as a runner, someone like you, I would definitely start to move into some obviously single leg movements right. and then throw in some explosive stuff. And, People are like, oh, man, when I need to, you're, when you explode, you have to go 120%. I'm like, actually, that's not true. Mm-hmm. Hopping in place, you could hop. Hopping in place is a plyometric movement. Right. You are coming off the ground. Your foot is contacting the ground. You're getting that ground force reaction with your foot. Hmm, that seems like something that a runner would benefit from a lot. Right. So when you see somebody with gait issues or you want to work on your gait, you can literally, and I'm hopping in place, just work on, you know, striking the ground with your foot. And that will actually strengthen the bottom of your foot up. It'll strengthen your ankle up, your lower leg. You'll get a little bit of a conditioning effect to it. And I, I think it'll, you know, have a, a lot to do. People think as you get older, you can't do explosive movements. And I go, if you're walking across the street and you're not as quick as you used to be, and you go to get out of the way or you slip and fall, do you want to it you might fall down and get hurt but let's lessen the degree of you getting hurt like if you don't fall down on the ground and hit your head great because mm-hmm. that could kill you right if you fall down and you know land on your elbow and your elbow's a little banged up but your if the rest of you is fine I mean hey that's a that's a positive to me right right and for us as runners like you know going back to early like running on the trail like you know it's it's almost a matter of when and not if something like that's going to happen so so training the body doing some of that explosive stuff and and you know again talking about running you know the kind of lateral movement side to sides a little bit and and the importance of balance and stability i mean it's important on the roads but you get out on the trail and like every step is different so having that 
you know, almost kind of quote unquote, that, that extra athletic ability of being able to go lateral and, and explosive and, and shorten your stride and a little bit longer jumping over the Creek, things like that. Uh, it's even more important on the trail than on the road. Maybe not more important, you, you but it's, it. It, it, it matters a lot. Uh, you see it, you see the effects, I guess, on the trails probably more than on the road. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm working with a couple of people getting an intro to trail running group going. And I thought it would, you know, it would be a little bit quicker of a process, but you know, I really, I've been involved in some running groups. I'm not going to name any, but I really wasn't that impressed with like what they gave you. Mm -hmm. I'm like, this is it. And I want to really have some quality to what we're, what we're trying to provide to some people. So it's funny. You were just talking about workouts. I'm really curious. What is your base base strength workout? What do you do? Um, so I, I, I probably don't have, a little pressure yeah, on you're putting you, a little huh? pressure on me, right? Like, like <laughs> I, I roll the dice a lot as far as like, I mix it up pretty much every workout. Like I, I, um, I, I used to kind of like plot out, like, this is what my workout's going to be for the month. And I'd change it every month. And now it's more of like, <laughs> I actually kind of cheat. So I, I use the Peloton strength training app. Um, and then like kind of, kind of use that as the basis. And then I'm like, oh, these exercises in this workout are terrible. So then I just kind of go off on my own and do my own thing, or I do part of what they do. Um, but I do probably like in general, you know, again, paint, paint with a broad brush. I do a lot more of kind of like the, the more of maybe the, the slow, the slow strength philosophy of like, they'll be doing banging out, you know, all the maximum, you know, do 10 reps or 12 reps or 15 reps or whatever. I'm like, I'll do like four, but be real slow and controlled, whether it's squats, whether it's lunges, whether it's, you know, some type of hinges, things like that. Um, but try to typically get, you know, just a couple of reps, but real slow, real full range of motion, kind of going back to mobility, like you mentioned, um, my mobility needs some work, but at least I try, I try to go through my full, my full range of motion as opposed to, you know, when, when I find at least for myself and, and maybe I'll ask you on this one as well, Jeff, the quicker I go with, with reps, whatever the exercise is, whether it's upper body, lower body, core, whatever, if I'm, if I'm trying to bang out lots of reps, my form goes sideways real quick. My range of motion shrinks down. I'm, I'm basically cheating myself if I'm honest, but if I go slow and controlled, um, I feel like I get more depth in my squats, uh, better, better control at the, at the hip, at the shoulder. Uh, and I, I like to think I'm getting more bang for my buck, even though I'm getting fewer reps, but w what do you think about speed and exercise speed and strength specifically versus more slow and controlled? It's, it, you know, I, it, it's another variable that most people don't even know about or talk mm. about. Sure. I mean, there's definitely philosophies where right. people will take a eight to 12 count to get, get into a loaded mm. in your, in your rep. I mean, so, I mean, you're talking about eccentric and concentric movements. Right. I mean, there's a big thought in that going through them very slowly. Do I do that? I would say very pure. I would say maybe 10% of the time mm -hmm. I'll throw some reps in there that are really slow. I honestly, I I'm, I'm more of a, a three count one, okay. two, three, one at the bottom, one, two coming out. Mm -hmm. I'm a load and explode. I golf, I run. There's a lot of things that I do where I want to load and kind of get a little of that explosiveness. Now, when I say explosiveness, I'm just talking about one, two, three, little one, like a half a second hold at the bottom, and then one, two. You come out right. a little cleaner and a little – not quick, but it's a little bit quicker than the load. So I like that feeling for an 
even an average person with a rep count. Mm-hmm. Now, the quick reps, I mean, now you start, what are you doing? You're talking about your form goes to hell. What are you doing? You're putting a lot of pressure on your your body now. Right. The old mind-body connection is getting stressed with time. So the quickness, and do I find it beneficial? No, you just said your form goes to hell. To right. me, that, that's a signal. Ding, ding. Mm-hmm. That's the old bell going off. Man, I feel discombobulated. Ding, stop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's and that's always the that. That, and that's always the issue I have with with like you know the, the the online stuff is whether it's Peloton, whether it's YouTube, whether it's any of the the various apps or or programs or things that are out there where it's like more, 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 go, 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 and it's just like like. I've made the mistake yeah. multiple times of trying to keep up and then recognizing that, like you said, the form's going all, all, all wrong. So now there's more stress on the joint or there's more, there's more risk of injury. There's more <sighs> risk of problems. It's just like, let the, let them yap and let them fire everybody up. I'll just keep it controlled and still make sure I'm getting the, the most, hopefully the most benefit with the least amount of risk of some type of, of, you know, negative impact. Um, and, and call you're, that good enough. You're, you're, there it is. Risk reward. Mm-hmm. I mean, what, what is the risk and what is the reward? The reward is what I'm going to be completely exhausted. It's to me, look, I, I'm, is you mature in dealing with other people and working them through training programs? I have a quote that I say a lot. There's nothing wrong with success. Mm-hmm. I don't know why in this realm of health and fitness, that we think that destroying someone is helping them. I'm like, you want them to be successful and go walk out and have it be supplemental to their life. <laughs> what is, yeah, sure, you may get that endorphin kick, but you are stressing your nervous system out. Mm-hmm. And then those same people, Denny, they'll be working out the same exact way the next day. And I'm like, that workout you just did, you need two to three days to recover from it. That if you're running, do you really want to ever do that to yourself? Right. I mean, do you, I mean, I can't take three days off from that. <laughs> I mean, to recover, well, then I'll feel like crap too. Cause you're not moving and you have to recover. But when you destroy your body, your musculoskeletal system and the nervous system, which nobody ever takes into consideration, mm-hmm. how, when you pound yourself like that, how, how you just, just break down your nervous system, man. What do, what's the whole point? When they say mind-body connection, what are we talking about? You know, we're talking about your nervous system. And to me, it it's something that just gets kind of brushed under the, the rug, but not with me. So mm-hmm. if you're going to talk to me about something, you better talk to me how it's going to affect you. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and, and that idea of just, you know, destroying yourself. And again, whether it's whether it's running, whether it's it's you know, lifting weights, whatever it is. Uh, it, it's funny that you, you mentioned that or that we've kind of revolved around it a couple of times here in the, in the last 10 minutes, because, uh, just, just a couple of days ago, I was talking to a, a friend of mine. I have a, like a weekly call with a, with a guy in, uh, in Romania, you know, thanks to technology, we're able to connect on a Facebook group yeah, and kind right, of become accountability right. partners or whatever. And, uh, he was talking about, um, you know, getting back to, to working out a little bit more, lifting some weights, yada, yada, yada. But he me- happened to mention how in like the seventies and eighties, all the, Olympic champions in, in strength training and weightlifting were all from the stands of the, you know, the Soviet union block of, you know, the, the, all the different Kazakhstan and and whatnot. And he's like, and and being from Romania, being from an Eastern Bloc country, like he kind of is more familiar with that type of, you know, some of the history and things like that. And he was like, you know, one of the things that they, that they preached and it was like their, their motto 
was to never work out to exhaustion in, in their strength training. Because when you do that, just like you just said, now you got two days, three days off of not being able to, to work that body part again because all the recovery that has to take place. And so the only time that they would go all out was on was during a competition, during a world competition, there during the go. Olympic competition. And I was just like, man, how, how often do we screw that up as runners where we go all out for the last repeat or all out for the last mile? And then, yeah, maybe we still run the next day, but it, it impacts our ability to run. It impacts how our body's you know, working. And then that run also impacts the recovery cycle where maybe just maybe if we, we didn't feel like we had to leave it all on the road or on the trail every time, like in the bigger picture that might allow us to be stronger and and run faster and run farther on race day, which is for most of us, even though we're not competing at the highest level, like I think that's, that's where it really kind of counts for a lot of us. Totally agree with you. I, when I ran my last marathon, which was right before the the whole pandemic hit in LA. Mm -hmm. I ran that with uh, my nephew and his friend. And I went every time I trained for a marathon, I destroyed my body. I was so dinged up by the time the race came that it was like a miracle. If I could like finish, (laughs) you know, strong or not cramp up or Mm -hmm. something break down. So I, the philosophy of a, triathlete and I mixed biking and swimming in on days that I would normally have a run. So during, you know, a marathon protocol, I would usually run six days a week. Now those days would change obviously in the past. It was a speed workout, sprint workout, long run, just run really slow for a really long time. I'm like, good God, I'm like destroying (laughs) myself. So I started supplementing biking, taking that pounding off Mm -hmm. swimming. And when I ran my last long run, which was 21 miles before I ran my race, I ran it in like sub eight and a half minute miles. Wow. Now it was 21 degrees outside because it's that Cleveland. Helps, right. And the, yeah. So I was cruising pretty good, but, and I'm not even going to talk about nutrition. We're not even going to touch on that right now because <laughs> I can go off on a tangent on that. But it was the same. All of a sudden I realized, cause I actually pushed it really hard on that run. And I'm like, cause I felt so good. And I, you know, really taking care of myself the whole way with that same concept. You know, when I want to do my biggest effort run is on race day. Never. I don't even want to touch that. Mm -hmm. I don't even want to get to 75% before I get to race day. Even when I was doing repeat miles that I mixed in, I still would not take it past 75%. And it, I think that's the biggest mistake that people make. I, I don't know how many times have you heard, oh, you're a runner or your knees are going to get bad. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what, man? I, I like know how to program myself. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't just go out there and run 50 miles a week. I mean, I do like little sprint workouts. And when I mean sprint workouts, I, it's more like a fart. Like I'm just screwing mm-hmm. around with the speed changes. And, you know, I'm tinkering around. I'm a huge experimenter on myself. I mean, I love running runs fasted, nutrition fasted, food, uh, water fasted, you know, morning, night. Uh, I want to know how it feels. I, I want to know what I'm doing and how what I'm doing, I can tailor that to somebody else and help them out. So I use I beat myself up a little bit sometimes, but that's, it's usually from a nutrition standpoint because I'm a big believer in, look. And I'll throw this out there. 
I'm thinking about running half of, I'm thinking about running a 50 mile trail race. So that's mm-hmm. where I'm coming from on this. I know I can run 10 miles when I'm fully fueled and warmed up. Can I run it when I'm not full, fully fueled right. and I'm tired? I mean, I'll actually stay up sometimes at night and only get like a couple hours of sleep and go, let's see how I do today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now I would not suggest that to anyone, but that being said, I'm a big teaser in that direction for myself. So, well, and, and, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we've kind of, again, touched on this a couple of times through, but like, we're all just an experiment of one anyway. So why not try things out on yourself? You know, within reason, of course, exactly. and being intelligent, but like, as far as not doing something that just is, is well beyond the, ro- the, the realm of what is capable, what you're capable of at the moment, but like, you know, try some different things, stress yourself a little different way. And that way, if slash when you encounter that again down the, down the road, you know, you kind of have a better idea of what to expect and, and how to maybe adjust based on where you are at that moment. There you go. You're, you just said it right there. It helps with adjustments. Now, this being said, I've been on runs where I'm fasted and I just stop and turn around and go back. I'm like, after two miles, I'm like, nope, mm-hmm. bad move. I mean, I, I'm very aware of what's going on. I'm not going to try to finish the run if I had a 10 mile run plan. And I'm two miles in and I'm going, that was not a good idea. I mean, I have no problem walking back, just stop and walk back. Mm-hmm. Like, nope, that didn't work. I mean, you have to be very, if you're going to experiment on yourself, you don't want to die. You right. want to know how to adjust. Right. <laughs> so you yeah. got to be, you got to be okay with bailing out on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, and that's the key with experimenting is sometimes the, uh, the result isn't what you hope it's going to be in, in any, any number of ways. And so, uh, making sure that that you have a, an opportunity to bail out, or uh, you know things like that. That uh, you know, we, it, certainly when you talk about fueling, uh, you know, the, the, all the runners talk about, oh, you know, ever tried anything new fueling wise on race day? Well, never try anything fueling wise uh, new on a run when you don't have access to a bathroom, just in case, or at least somewhat somewhat <laughs> close by access, because uh, I, you, you know, literally. Just wait, I knew what you were about to say. <laughs> oh, everybody, everybody did because we've be all been there. Ago. Yep. Yep. <laughs> oh, I mean, gosh. I literally came into my house with my legs crossed, walking, trying mm-hmm. crawling up. My wife was in here and I just looked at her. I'm like, oh, my God. Get out of the and way. Crawling Get out the of the way. Coming, coming like, through. I barely made it. Coming through. Exactly. Oh, goodness. Look out. You don't want to see this. Yeah. You don't want to hear it. Close <laughs> yep. your ears. Get out. Go leave the house. Yes. Oh, yeah. We've all we've all been there at, at various oh, various degrees, but we've all been there. But anyway, uh, Jeff, I feel like we could we could keep going for a while. I feel like we're kind of almost just getting started, but it's the hour flies by pretty quick. But uh, Yeah, before, I know. I just looked at my watch yeah. here. <laughs> before I let you out of here, I gotta I gotta I like to close off with something similar to the introductory question as far as open ended, kind of not anything one specific question just kind of let, let you go with it, call it the philosophical question. But I'm going to turn around uh, a question that you kind of at least posed earlier uh, as the philosophical question, and that's the why question. Why, why do you do this? Why is, why is running still a p- part of your life? Why are you training for this, this 50-miler? Or at least why do you have your eye on the, on the potential of training for a 50-miler? But, but why, you know, at this point in your life, is, is running something that uh, is just is, it's a must? It's not, a, not an option as far as maintaining uh, that idea of getting out there and getting some miles in on a regular basis. I could go really easy and and go because I can, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna cop out like that. <laughs> I'm actually gonna tell you the real reason. The real reason is because the more that I do this, the more I learn about myself. Mm-hmm. And I've I've said awareness about a hundred times, I think, 
I'll count them when I listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> but it, I, I'm learning so much more about myself now than I did when I was younger and just doing it because I felt like I had to. And now I'm just learning so much more about myself that I want other people to be able to feel what I'm feeling or have uh, any understanding of what I'm understanding about myself. And it's, it, to me, a workout program or fitness or your fitness journey, I like to call it, is like nesting dolls. You open up that nesting doll and inside of it is another nesting doll that doesn't look anything like you thought it was going to look. Mm. We never know. We never stop learning. We never stop finding things out about ourselves. And that is the Cracker Jack prize at the bottom of the box. Hell, sometimes there's two of them in there. Mm -hmm. I mean, you don't know unless you do. So I'm, I'm, I would say that is my biggest reason is just, I just, I'm learning so much about myself. It's great. I love it. And I haven't found another way to do it. Mm. I love it. I love that, that reason. And, uh, it, which I feel like I say this just about every, every time somebody answers a philosophical question yet, it's, it's true every single time I'm just sitting here nodding my head with a smile on my face going, yep, I can totally relate. Absolutely agree. And I'm sure plenty of people are doing the same thing as well. So, uh, thank you. Thank you for sharing that Jeff and, and keep, keep learning, keep learning for sure. Uh, guys, once again, disruns.com slash nine five four is the link today. Back to the show notes. Uh, we'll have, we'll have all, you know, the, the cliffs notes as always and links and all that kind of good stuff. Disruns.com slash nine five four. Uh, Jeff, I mean, thank you for, for taking the time for, for being willing to just kind of go with it and shoot out some tangents and, and have some fun and share some laughs along the way. It was a, it was a, certainly a good time. Uh, I appreciate it. Lots of things to, to chew on that I'm continuing to chew on right now. And I'm sure folks listening are as well. Uh, so appreciate the time and, and, uh, have fun at that 50 miler and, and whatever else the future holds for you. I wish you nothing but the whoa, best. Whoa, all right? whoa. I didn't say I was doing it. Come <laughs> on a second. You, you put it out there and it's, it's recorded. So we, we got it. We got it. That's why I didn't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate the time today, Jeff. Really do. Hey, you too, man. Take care. It was nice meeting you. All right, guys. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode of the show. Hope you enjoyed the conversation between Jeff and myself. And as per usual, be curious to know what stood out to you from today's episode. What was your takeaway du jour? Du jour. See what I did there? Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Uh, for me, the takeaway uh, was was towards the end. Although there were there were a bunch of things that really stood out to me that, that could have made the list that, that did make the the short list, but none of them. The only one that made the cut was toward the end when Jeff was talking about ex like basically experimenting on himself, trying different things, and putting him putting himself in difficult situations to see how he would respond. Uh, he was talking about fueling there not too, not too long ago. And the idea of, you know, I know I can run whatever X, X amount of miles when I'm fully fueled and rested and whatnot. But what if I go out when I'm not fueled? What if I go out when I'm not rested? How does my body respond? How do I respond? How do I respond mentally? How do we respond physically? How do, how do I get through the prescribed miles or at least that the, get close to the prescribed miles when things are not ideal. And that's something that I haven't maybe talked about as much recently. Not sure I've actually really done it as much recently, but something that I certainly used to do, you know, back, back in the day before my, my, you know, fat adapted days, my low carb days. Um, I used to, to play with the idea of going out and running fasted, doing my long runs fasted. Um, 
because I knew that on race day, I'd be eating breakfast, right? I'd be fueled up on race day. So if I could train myself a little bit, make it a little bit more difficult for myself in training, I hoped that that would pay off on race day. And that, and that kind of reminded me of what Jeff was saying right there. And, and just, just that idea of running some experiments, of trying some different things, whether it's dietary related, whether it's gear related, whether it's uh, exercises or drills or workouts or, or whatever, uh, it's it's important to remember. And I, I not that Jeff said this specifically, but it really kind of triggered it in my mind that at the end of the day, we're all experiments of one, right? Like I can tell you, all day, every day, how great heart rate training has been for me. I can tell you how great going low carb has been for me, not only from a running perspective, but just from a health perspective. And all of that is true. They, they have been great for me. Those, those choices, those changes that may have been great for me. I believe as well that they can be beneficial for most people if you're willing to do it, if you want to do it, if you stick with it. I don't necessarily believe, I don't believe, and sometimes I maybe don't make it clear that I don't think it's across the board. That that it's I, I do not think it is. I, I don't think that it's it's a one size fits all. That if everybody did this, everybody would improve, or everybody would benefit, or everybody would would anything. We're all an experiment of one, and so if you're looking at, at me for some advice, which is which is a responsibility I don't take for granted, and I appreciate that that part of what you know what some of you at least listen to the show for and especially the quick tips and the q and a's is to kind of get some questions answered and get pointed maybe in the right direction or at least pointed in a direction um but but ultimately whether it's from me whether it's from another podcaster blogger magazine book whatever wherever you're getting your information ultimately you've got to try it right you got to remember that just because something works for somebody else doesn't necessarily mean it'll work for you in the same way because we're all an experiment of one. We're all we're all different. We're all unique. As cliche as that that kind of is, it's very much true. And so, you know, when when you're looking at, at pushing yourself, challenging yourself, building your fitness, whatever the case might be, don't forget that part of that is trial and error. Part of that is is testing your hypothesis, your old scientific method from you know fourth grade science class. Uh, brush that off if you haven't done so already. But that that's my takeaway. It's just the, the reminder that experimenting, especially experimenting with our, with ourselves, not worried about what everybody else is doing, what conventional wisdom might be, but trying some different things and seeing if they're going to work can be, can be, maybe not guaranteed to be, but can be one of the best things you can do for your running. Because who knows? Who knows until you try? Who knows until you try? So... Which, which I guess, you know, corresponded with me trying that silly run streak last month. It, worked, it went well. went fine. I was glad it was over, though. Glad to, be, glad to have my day off per week again this month. But uh, experiment that went better than I expected. So for whatever that's worth, try something new at some point and see how it goes. Never know. Never know. Anyway, what was your takeaway? What stood out to you from today's episode? Let me know. I'm at Dizruns on Twitter, at Dizruns on Instagram. You can also send an email to disruns at gmail.com. And of course, you can head over to the show notes for today, which you can get to by pointing your browser over to disruns.com slash 954. Disruns.com slash 954. That'll take you back there. Get some photos, some links, the whole nine as per usual. And uh, with that, we'll go ahead and wrap this one up. Uh, thanks, y'all, for listening. Hope you enjoyed today's conversation. And uh, if you did, or if you think, if you know somebody you think might enjoy this conversation, feel free to hit that share button, spread it along. And uh, until next time, y'all be well. Take good care. Thanks again for listening. And uh, we'll talk soon, right? See you guys.